hi and welcome back to the third episode of queer black and awkward i'm your host orion and on this podcast what do i do basically is i invite friends people over that are in the lgbt community and i ask them random questions it could be serious or not hopefully you guys like it so on this episode i have with me g and sam you guys can introduce yourself hello i'm g like the letter um i play guitar i'm into comics rubik's cubes and ladies and Uh, coffee (laughs) <laughs> I'm Sam. Uh, I play the drums. I'm into art. I like cats. And I like coffee as well. I like cats, too. And coffee. Did I mention coffee? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so if you guys didn't know, Sam and G are going out. How long have you been going out for? Um, Officially, since the beginning of the year. But we dated like a few months a few. before that. And we're in love. In L-O-V-E. <laughs> it makes me sick. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so, I'm going to start. My mood and my color is green. And I would say I'm chill. My mood? Pretty chill. But, you know, caffeined out. So I'm feeling a little buzz. <laughs> uh, my color right now? Rainbow flag colors. <laughs> Uh, my mood is mostly chill, still a little anxious, because it's my first podcast. Uh, my color, probably like a brown. <laughs> brown? I like brown. It's neutral. <laughs> neutral. It's neutral. Alright, so if you guys would like, you guys can follow me on Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Queer, Black, and Awkward. Oh, and YouTube too. Queer, Black, and Awkward. If you want to follow, have any updates on me or on the podcast. So to begin this week's episode, I'm going to ask you a series of inappropriate questions. When I Googled it, it was inappropriate question that you shouldn't ask to a lesbian or a bi person. So my first inappropriate question is you're probably open to doing threesomes right only first okay um in theory i would be open to it but in practice no because i don't think i could deal with seeing my partner be intimate with somebody else i think the jealousy would be too much for me um so no (laughs) my next inappropriate question is which one of you is the man the man in their relationship hi <laughs> i'm g and i'm the man i definitely wear the pants i like the pants but i like it when it comes off too <laughs> that is an awesome answer so my next inappropriate question is for you sam but like do you picture yourself with a man or a woman um i picture myself with a person that i have a connection with whether you're a guy or a girl or anything in between is really secondary to me um i don't when i meet someone i don't notice what's between their legs or like what their outward you know gender is i just focus on the person okay but i still don't understand so like why do you go out with a girl that dresses like a guy like why don't you just go out with a guy because i like her (laughs) because i like her a lot (laughs) i can be pretty (laughs) okay 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 i see i see i see i have i i can i can be girly and i can be feminine and depending on what's going on or 
behind closed doors. I mean, if I'm in the mood, yeah. Um, if I have to go to a wedding or something fancy, I definitely wear a dress, you know? It's not... Being a tomboy or being boyish, just not... Just... I can't. What's that word? That's not always me. But I do think I can have some feminine qualities. So this is an a bonus. Inappropriate question. I just came up with it right now. Do you ever role play and be feminine or no? Are you asking about in this relationship or any other time? In this relationship, any other time? Um, not yet, but I'm not opposed to it. Um, I think whatever Sam's comfortable with, I definitely, you know. Yeah, I, I should give the mic to you. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. Okay, what's your take on me being the feminine one in bed? Uh, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. I, I always joke, like, can, can I say this? Mm-hmm. All right. That, like, if she is going to use the strap-on on me, I'd have to be real drunk. <laughs> so, but definitely I am down for whatever. Would you, Sam, one day, would like, if the opportunity arise, would you like to use the strap for one? Okay, here's the thing. She always jokes that she's going to have to be real drunk for that. And I don't want to do that if she's real drunk. (laughs) She can take advantage of me. It's fine. Consent is important. It is very important. So so if you're not going to do it when she's completely wasted out of her mind, what is, is this a secret you want to reveal or like, how are you? How are you going to set the mood, the setting for this to happen? It's, it's, it's not something I'm itching to do. Like, it, I'm, I'm down. But if she's not comfortable with that, I don't, I don't mind. It's good. What, what, we're, what we've got going on is good. All right. I think I've asked enough inappropriate <laughs> questions. Do you have any inappropriate questions that you can think of that you want to answer? I'll give this to you and I'll leave it for you to ask whatever it is you want to ask. Because I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> I can't think of anything either. You guys been going out for some few, few, months. few months now. Uh, so what are the lessons that you have learned from your past relationship that you have brought into this new relationship? Um, should I mention that it's me? Yeah. So I'm G. And um, I think the lesson that, well, I'm continuing to learn as I grow is when you meet someone good and good for you, good to you that you don't take them for granted and you make the efforts and you know treat each day like as if it's your last you know what i mean and it's meeting someone like sam is rare she's a rare girl and what we have is good so she's (laughs) a rare girl like how explain elaborate uh she's very caring very nurturing she i can tell she puts me first and not just me not only is she kind to me but the people around her and she has a good heart you know for humanity and animals and she has a lot of compassion and you don't see that a lot in people i mean you know you you meet people who say that about them but to actually see it and feel it that's a whole different story (laughs) and you sam you're making me blush. <laughs> um, I think the lesson that I've learned from past relationships and continuing forward is not to let other people take me for granted and walk all over me, uh, to be able to see and identify f- red flags if they're there. Um, yeah, and just to 
Be all that you can for your partner. Ooh, I just can't. I just forgot an inappropriate question. Getting all sentimental. Like if you can see, they're like, they're like under the table. She was holding her thigh, and I'm just here drinking my coffee. The love is oozing, and my heart is black. Sam is blushing, <laughs> and red. Sam is blushing. <laughs> but I really need to ask this inappropriate question. So you guys are currently in a lesbian relationship, as society will put it. So if there's no penis involved, how do you have sex? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I My see. world is shook. <laughs> I see why you want to ask this question and you didn't want to miss that. <laughs> um, I'm sure Ryan can tell you he was uh, he joined us one time. At a sex shop. Well, actually, we were just running errands, and that was part of it. <laughs> we were downtown. And, yeah, we have, like, you know, we have our hands, our fingers. We um, foreplay. Mount. So, mount. <laughs> a lot of kissing. And, <laughs> you know, there's strap-ons and vibrators. And, honestly, like, the whole toy thing, I, I used to be very stubborn about that. Um, I used to say no toys in bed and I don't need that shit, but it's really fun and I'm having fun. Why were you opposed to, to, um, using toys? Was it because of your ego or what exactly? Um, I think part of it was ego. Uh, I think the second thing was like anything like shaped like a penis out of my bed. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I was just like, honestly, I think, I think the stubborn part of me was like, well, I'm too gay for that shit. You know, but, you know, it's it's fun. <laughs> so when did you start using toy, toys? Uh, I would say recently, but, like, not, it's not something I've done with all my partners. Um, the first time, it's, I didn't think I enjoyed it too much. It was just one of those things, oh, exciting, and then never did it again. I'm not quite sure why. I think it was just like, oh, whatever, we are better off without it. Um, yeah, I, it's just recent, yeah. Like, I don't, can't put a timeline. <laughs> okay, so you started using it while you were in this relationship or in a in a past? In the past. In the past? Yeah. Okay. So when I went out with them, when we hanged out for the first time, and they took me into a sex shop, they spent 40 40 to 30 minutes looking for toys and I kind of questioned them about you know certain stuff and I can see them Sam she was blushing I'm like okay let me not can I actually elaborate on that yeah go ahead um part of the whole like I think with opening up more to I guess how we have sex and how you can have sex um now, like, when I go into a sex shop, like, I'm not uncomfortable anymore, and I don't care who's watching, I don't care, you know, about, it's not something, like, before it used to be such a secret, like, I don't even want to buy toys, I don't want to be seen buying toys, you know, it's, it was more like a shyness thing, and just being intimidated by it, I think, um, and the first time I actually bought a toy, it was like I bought it online and I was so scared that like, oh my God, what if it's not discreet or concealed? Like, what if it has a big word like dildo in the front of the box, you know, like you get scared of that shit. But I think as you get older, like, I don't know, like for me, it just, it just, 
I, I just stopped being so shy about it. And that really helped. So, yeah. For you, Sam, have you ever been in a sex shop before that day? Of course um, she has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my best friend works at a sex shop, so I've been in and around them. Um, I have, like, I've never really used toys for myself uh, before this relationship. Um, like, certain things I would buy to use in bed, but not, like, not, like, vibrators and dildos and all that. So it's kind of a new world, but... Like she said, I don't think it's much use to be nervous and shy in a sex shop because, you know, everybody's there for the same reason. They're all there to get someone to get off at the end of the day. So eh, nobody's judging you. I still feel awkward when I go into a sex shop. I want to hide, but I guess you with time. Tell them about the cards you were reading to kill time. Oh, yeah. It was like these, these like sex, kind of like these sex cards where... there's like positions that you can do or I guess like it's like a game to like get set the mood going and like one is like (laughs) one card if you pick it out is like oh you kiss or oral (laughs) and etc I gotta ask you something okay go ahead ask you something were there any toys that you were drawn to were there anything in the shop where like you wanted to see or check out for yourself um the oils maybe (laughs) i know it's so lame but (laughs) i guess the 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 oils and the candles i guess yeah like the massage oils like i saw this asian this like asian massage oil that was pretty interesting so maybe that I know it's not nothing crazy like a dildo or I don't know, but <laughs> I'm not that comfortable yet with myself. So, yeah, <laughs> but like the the oils. OK. Yeah. What what have you learned since you've been in this relationship? Like lessons or I don't know anything since the few months that you've been dating? Um, Being with G, I have definitely learned um to be more confident in myself like it's not an active thing that she's been teaching me but just being with her has definitely boosted my self-esteem uh I don't I I perceive myself a little more highly now uh which is a good thing that's what a healthy relationship should do um that's about it that and she points out that I smoke way too much (laughs) smoke too much what too many cigarettes death sticks Sam is teaching me to be softer and more open-minded, and um, I'm a very stubborn person, and I'm very stubborn in my thoughts and my perspective in life. Uh, She's definitely teaching me a deeper meaning to, you know, love being very fluid. That's really cute. I'm dying. (laughs) All right, so my next question is for you, G. For me? Yes. So I was once in the lesbian community and I have noticed with the friends that I have that there's this common team going around that if you're going out with a girl that is not 100% into girls, you know, some lesbian gets a little insecure and then, you know, they're like, you know, yeah, haters. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, okay, well, you're eventually going to leave me for a man and you're not serious. So do you have this insecurity since you've been going out with Sam or if not, how, how did you like deal with it? Uh, yeah, it used to be something I was very insecure about. I think 
not just to do with Sam, but for myself and my own growth. I'm comfortable with myself, and if I were to date now a girl who, you know, like if it didn't work out, whether they ended up with a girl or a guy, it's not that's not my story anymore, and I don't make that about me. And like I said, like Sam is teaching me to be open-minded, and even as a gay person, like or lesbian person, I. You know, I used to be very like, oh, I want to date girls. I only like girls. Because I've dated bisexuals. And to me, like, my fear was that, you know, they leave me. But I think the general fear is that they leave you anyway. I think being a more secure person now, you know, and being in relationships, like, if it doesn't work, then it's not meant to be. And I'm not trying to make that about orientation or what a girl's into or... And so I'm seeing it more in a bigger picture, like love and, you know, connection. And uh, I don't know if I'm answering your question, actually. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't have those fears anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you how did you get over that insecurity? Was there any someone talked to you or an experience that happened how exactly did you come to this point in your life for your opinion and views to change to me uh just growing up in general just having a better view and perspective Mm -hmm. and you know being me too like i'm a better point in my life where i try not to let things put me down so easily and i'm not i can definitely say i'm a more secure person and I know what I bring to the table, and I know what I offer. So if someone doesn't appreciate that, then, you know, then, you know, it's not for you. My next question is for you, Sam. So since this is, since this is your first relationship with a girl, my question is, did you have any fears or insecurities going into this relationship? That's a, that's a tough question. Um, yes, but no different from any fears or insecurities that I'd have going into a relationship with a guy. Um, you know, my main insecurity is the fact that she's been with so many people before me, uh, which shouldn't be a problem. And it's not really. But it's just that whole like worrying if you can measure up to their previous partners. But, you know, it, it goes away. She treats me well. And that's all I can ask for. I have a question. Another question for you, Sam. Did you did you feel kind of nervous when the first time you were like being intimate, having the coitus? Coitus. <laughs> the coitus. The coitus. That have you have you ever slept with a girl before, G? No. Okay. So were you like? Did you had any fears? You know, like going because like G, you know, is an expert. She has like a. <laughs> A plus in lesbianology. I don't know if that's even a word. But like, did you feel like, you know, a bit insecure? Or- uh, yeah, definitely. I was worrying if I was doing it right. Like, I didn't know what to do. Um, I-, I think I was okay. But <laughs> uh, it's just, I guess, as much as you would be, um, what's the word? It's just new territory, but I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to sex, like, it's definitely about communication, whether it's a girl or a boy. Um, you know, you definitely want to ask them what they're into, what they like, if this is okay, you know, what's not okay. Um, and I think the more time you spend with someone, then you know what they like. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've been with many girls, but not every girl is into the same thing, and not every girl likes to be touched that way, or you know. And I can definitely tell you a funny story because. <laughs> 
there was um, <laughs> I was dating this girl, and I think. I'm not going to go into detail, but she was trying to do something to me that I think worked with her previous girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was just like staring into space like, is this a thing? Like, this is really happening right now? Like, people are into this. And I had to just like, not stop it, but I definitely was like not feeling it, you know? So really, you could be, you could have dated many girls and still not know what the next girl likes or what she's into. You just got to talk to her read her body language, read her eyes and, you know, her expressions and yeah, you figure out things from there. They just kissed. Mm, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> mm, not really. <laughs> All right. My next question is, I'm very curious about this. So I want to ask. Mm. So you guys are cisgender, right? You identify as a woman, as the gender that you were assigned at birth? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My question is, did you ever question your gender growing up um funny story i when i was younger i always thought that i was a dude and really the biggest question was that why are they putting me in a dress and why are they fixing my hair like this well you know and i was never comfortable wearing you know girly clothes i guess i am now but back then i'd cry every time someone put me in a dress And I thought because they were trying to mock me, but obviously they weren't. And uh, in high school, I struggled with it a lot. But whenever somebody approached me and asked me if I was a girl or a guy, it would still bother me. It still bothered me when somebody thought I was a dude, which is weird because I didn't, you know, I dressed like a dude. I fixed my hair very short and like spiky or I had a faux hawk and I dressed baggy clothes and... um. But for some reason, I was always unhappy when someone did identify me as a boy. And I think it was more like I didn't even really know what I wanted to be or who I wanted to be. I I think I called it at the time identity crisis. So really, I maybe I was just unhappy in general because um, my reasoning for wanting to be a guy that I thought that maybe life would be easier as a dude. And that if I like somebody, obviously a girl, she would like me as a dude and that she would connect with me more as a dude but i am really comfortable with who i am now and i i love being a girl and i've sat with it for a while the whole like you know do i want to be a dude and some time has passed and i can definitely say like i love being a woman and i love all my parts and i love the side and the thing the things that make me a woman sorry that was pretty long <laughs> that's fine you um I am cisgender, but when I was younger, not to that extent, I did have kind of, I guess, a little bit of an identity crisis. And like when I was in middle school, I was very, very tomboyish. Um, It's funny because back then I'd always get so mad and tell everybody, I'll never wear makeup. You know, I'll never do this. You couldn't find me in a dress. Um, All my friends were boys. But I think the reason that was was because I couldn't fit into the box that I thought being a girl was like, you know, extra girly, extra feminine uh all that but now i've grown up now i wear makeup um i'm definitely a lot more feminine uh because i realize that being feminine doesn't have to fit that box um yeah you should tell them that story about how now like some people that used to know you are finding out that you're dating a girl <laughs> and they're not nobody's surprised. nobody's surprised i don't know like i didn't know her back then so maybe you could tell this story 
Uh, it's not much of a story, but yeah, everybody that I knew in middle school when I was really tomboyish, um, I mentioned, you know, yeah, I've got a girlfriend now. Everybody's like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but also, uh, I should add, too, that when I came out, people had to act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> just to make me feel a little better but I, I, I think nobody was surprised so mm-hmm. you know I've always been a tomboy and I am still a tomboy yeah yeah usually everyone knows except you that's the gag <laughs> of it all and then you're so nervous and when you tell them they're just like oh right makes sense makes sense yeah <laughs> my next my next question is do you think that because you question your gender does it invalidate the fact that you're cisgender do you think so or i don't even think about that stuff anymore i'm just me like i don't know like if i'm with somebody and they love you for who you are you know it it helps too and um i don't even really know how to answer that um i don't think it invalidates it at all um i think of gender as being a spectrum and wherever you fall on that spectrum is valid i identify as a female i've I am a cisgendered female, but, you know, maybe I'm not way at the far female end of that spectrum. doesn't change the fact that I am a girl. How do you answer that? I would say, honestly, like Sam said, it's just like sexuality. It's on a spectrum. You can be all the way to the far left or to the far right. You can be maybe far left and just one little inch you know, not too close to the far right. I don't know if that makes sense. But at the end of the day, like, you're still that identity that you identify as, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for me, I'm like, I would say, like, I I prefer the pronouns he, him, and I identify as a male. But I wouldn't say, like, I'm 100% male. I feel like I'm, I can, like, in the middle, like, I still have, like, feminine tendencies, and I... So, can I ask you, when you meet new new people nowadays, whether it be even, like, a person at a grocery store or a new job, like, do you introduce yourself as a he and as Orion? Yeah, I do. So, recently, I just got a, a new job, and I went to the interview as Orion, and I introduced myself as he, him. Mm-hmm. So, because, like, if I don't say it, people don't actually really know because I look feminine and my voice is very feminine and I don't blame them. I don't take offense to that. But I do, I do present myself as he, him. It's nerve wracking, but I still do it. I want to shit my pants, but <laughs> I still, I still do it. And my last question for you guys is, what were your opinions about the rest of the LGBT community when you were younger opposed to today? what changed what were your opinions and how it changed over the course of like when you were a teenager compared to now um back then uh well you were especially my family it's like you know you're tomboy or you're gay right like um my family's filipino and they've always known me and described me as a tomboy so they don't even say the word lesbian really (laughs) like i'm still just a tomboy and i think like when i was younger you you know you didn't have all these things like you know instagram and twitter and facebook and you know you didn't i didn't know a lot about i didn't have any trans friends 
uh it's a recent thing for me really and growing up like when i came out i had a lot of lesbian friends a few gay friends and that was kind of like the world that i knew clearly there's so much more to that and so much more for us to understand and learn and um i'm definitely a more open-minded person and i should give this to you because i feel like you have like the more elaborate <laughs> uh i don't know for me it's funny because i was raised really religious um my family's greek orthodox christian um from grade one to eight i went to a private greek orthodox religious school um and it was never talked about i didn't even know really that people were gay until i was older um like until my last years of middle school uh i figured like it was really confusing to me because looking back I really only came out uh, to, like, my friends and myself when I was in high school. But then you look back and you see that it was always there. But as a kid, I had thought that, like, if I liked girls, I had to be a boy to like girls. And I think that's where part of my, you know, tomboyishness came from because I'm, like, I wasn't fitting into that box that I thought was the only possible thing. Um, Funny story, in middle school, this is how religious the school was, Um, my eighth grade before we graduated, we had uh, one, we never had sex ed, but we had one quote-unquote sex ed class where the principal came in, didn't teach us anything about sex, but basically told us that lesbians would come and try to turn us lesbian and sell us drugs. I shit you not, this is a real thing that happened. So I had, you know, kind of a negative perception of it until I went to high school and then I, I actually really fell for a girl and I'm like, oh shit, this has always been here. Yeah, another funny anecdote. When I liked this girl in high school, I was trying to be real cool in front of her and walked into a door. <laughs> it didn't work out. And now we're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's tragic. All right, so I have another segment that I do on my show. It's called Queer Awkward Moments, where you tell an awkward moment that happened recently or in, pa- in your past anytime. So I'll go first. Does it have to relate to the community? No. No, it's just a random awkward. I just say queer awkward moments because, you know, it's queer, awkward, and black. But any awkward moment that happened in your life. For me, an awkward moment that happened is when I used to live in Montreal. That's where I'm from. Um, I had a weed dealer, a drug dealer. And he started to develop some feelings for me. And that was pretty awkward. So, like, eventually, for some reason, I was friends with his girlfriend at the time. And I didn't know. And then, so, and then I found out. I was just like, okay, whoa, this is getting way too weird. Because, like, he would, like, give me an extra gram and, like, do, like, flirt, flirty things. And it would make me real uncomfortable. And then I was, like, friends with his girlfriend. I was like... Plus, I'm at the time I identified as like gay, so I was like, not really into you, buddy. And this situation is awkward, so I just got weed from somewhere else. It was very sad because like he had the best weed in Montreal, but I had to let it go. I had to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, I'll let it go first. Um, I guess my awkward story would be what I just said um, in high school trying to impress this girl like I had these new shoes they were like high heels and I never wear high heels so I was trying to strut down the hallway because I seen her walking the other way 
and I didn't realize that there was a door right in front of my face, and I walked right into the door, right in front of her. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my coming, out, my, my coming out story to my mom is pretty awkward. Do you want to hear that? Yeah, go ahead. So, I recently came out to my mother. Um, she didn't know that I like girls. Uh, I mean, she had an inkling, but she didn't know. And I was so nervous about how to tell her, because I wanted to tell her about G, because, you know, I see a future with her and family is important to me. Um, I didn't know how to tell her, and she was dropping me off at work one day. You know, we're both having a cigarette in the car, going, whatever. And I'm about four minutes away from work, and... I don't know why I decided that was a good time, so I look at her, and I'm like, this is probably not the best time to tell you, but just so you know, I'm seeing someone new. And she's like, oh, who is it? And I'm like, well, this is why I didn't know how to tell you, because uh, it's a girl. <laughs> and um, uh, she dropped me off at work, and I I, I ran. <laughs> <laughs> and she can sit with that, and she's okay with it now. She thinks my girlfriend's cute. Um, Awkward moments. Yeesh. Um... Uh, well, I was dating this girl, and at the time, uh, when things ended with me and my ex and the ex that I shared this apartment with, I moved on really, really fast, and I was kind of an asshole back then. Um, I had the new girl over for breakfast, and we were just eating, and I heard the door open, and I was really surprised because... Here I was, looking up, and my ex is there. She let herself in, and at the time, I didn't even realize that she, you know... I didn't even think about the fact that she still had keys, or Mm -hmm. that she would just come barging in, because all of her stuff was gone. Um, And that was probably one of the most awkward things. Um, I think her intention with coming inside and seeing me was to actually see if we could fix it or have some kind of communication or closure mm-hmm. but it was so effed up like the girl I was dating was like okay I'm she, uh, first I, you never know what to say at a moment like that it's like hey like what the fuck are you doing here yeah. right and so she, my ex went over to the bedroom and quickly came back out and the girl I was dating pretty much was like okay I gotta get out of here and she jutted off and I think it didn't bother her at first, just seeing me having... It could have been a friend, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what made it awkward is that she saw her bra, like, sitting on just, like, the couch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was hell. And that the, that was not pretty. That did not turn... Like, that yeah. was... I don't know. <laughs> that really sucked. I hope no one ever has to go through that. Yeah. You win with the awkward moment. That is really awkward. <laughs> I'd never want to walk into I that situation. Just trying to have breakfast. <laughs> I was just... so hungry. <laughs> All right. So you see, you guys made it. See, we're at the end of the podcast. You're still alive. You're not sweating. I don't see any sweat. My back is sweating. Your back is sweating. But I think it's because it's hot in here. <laughs> it is really hot. All right. So thank you for joining me on this week's podcast. It was kind of all over the place, but I guess <laughs> it was fun. It's like a chill podcast this week. Not too much hard questions, because I know you guys are nervous. You can, you can have us over now that we're, we know what's going on and how this takes place and stuff. Like, I wouldn't mind coming on again for other conversations or other questions. Yeah, for sure. I'll invite you on another time, both of you. And then Sam can talk a bit more maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Queer, Black and Awkward. So this episode is going to be posted on SoundCloud. So you can follow my SoundCloud at Queer, Black and Awkward. 
All right. Thank you for joining me, G and Sam. Thank you for Thank you. us. Thank you. Have a have a nice day. I never know how to end it. I never know how to end it. Bye. 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 Queer, black, and awkward. Peace. <laughs>